Hi, and welcome to the Encouraging Word. My name is Stephen Young, and I'm the youth director here at Rocky United Methodist Church. If you have been listening to this for a while, you probably already know that. And I am with Paul Bennett, the assistant pastor where? Also at Rocky River United Methodist Church. Nice. So we, we are in the same location, in the same room, um, recording the Encouraging Word. And we're excited about this one because it is a special podcast about... Um, our top 10, well, sorry, top five biblical, historical biblical moments that we would like to be at, and then our top five historical moments outside of scripture, right? So um, I have five, pause five. We have some honorable mentions that we're going to talk about too. Super fun podcast, uh, really down to earth, and there's there are a few right answers. Wait, are there right answers in this, Paul? Yeah, I have them on my, <laughs> on my sheet over here. Right. I don't know what you have, but um, maybe you have some of mine, too. You might have some right answers. Yeah, we might have some crossover here. <laughs> um, no, there are no right answers in this, and I'm sure. But there are um, definitely wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be wrong answers. Yeah. Um, no, but we're excited to share this one. So um, to begin with, we're going to share our fit segment, What's Funny?, interesting and thought-provoking um, Paul do you want to lead us off here for that yeah I can do that I, I just thought I'd uh, invite you all into a day in the life of the Bennett family when we went uh, apple picking just this past week um, we uh, we took my parents and um, the, the four of us who are in the home right now and uh, the dog uh, Hermie Her- joined oh, us great. yeah nice. And it was his first apple picking trip. Nice. Um, sadly, he, he doesn't like apples, so <laughs> he, he didn't get a whole lot out of it. But yeah, uh, yeah we had a, a good trip. We thought it was a little late in the year we would be uh, uh, scrambling to find apples, but it uh, it does help to to be a little taller because <laughs> it, oh, yeah. it's one of those places that in life where it's very noticeable. Uh, that extra few inches makes a big difference because you, you get to the tree and, you know, everything's picked clean up to, you know, about eight feet. And then everything from eight to nine feet, most people can't reach. For those who don't know, Paul is not eight feet tall. I, I was uh, estimating <laughs> for my, my wingspan, my oh, arm yeah, reach. There yeah. you go, right? No, yeah, that's, that <laughs> probably was a little misleading. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> not quite eight feet tall, but... I figured I could reach somewhere around eight and a half, nine feet, and and right. apparently others come a few inches shy of that. So it's right. it's kind of exciting. I feel really special being oh, one yeah. of the few people <laughs> in the apple orchards that can get the the tall apples. Uh, there were three, at least three, that uh, were advertised that day. Three different um, apple types, and I found out that I like Melrose and and Fuji and Wine Sap. Eh, not so much. So. Um, you know, one of those things you, you assume, I think younger in life, that all apples taste the same. But, uh, you know, once you get yeah. to, to be an apple connoisseur, oh, you yeah. know, it's, right. uh, I'm not a connoisseur of many <laughs> things, but kind of apples and wing sauce maybe would be apples my thought. Yeah. Together, actually. Yes, together. Sauce. That's, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You like to <laughs> see what combination is the best fit. So. So yeah, we had a, we had a great trip. Came back with enough uh, apples. Our our general tradition is to uh, then make sauce of our apples, and uh, we we freeze a bunch of it and just kind of pull it out one container at a time. Try and make it last the whole year. So we are set for another apple saucing day and uh, another year of lovely homemade applesauce. 
I, I love homemade applesauce. Um, <coughs> actually, it's yeah. We should have we stopped at an apple orchard over the weekend too, but we got pumpkins instead of apples. Oh. So, but yeah, there were actually a lot of apples still in the trees, and yeah, I really, I really like homemade apple sauces. It's really good. Um, my fit segment is uh, we last weekend we went on a short family vacation. Um, I guess a vacation. We went to a familiar place, Sugar Creek, Ohio, where my um, wife's parent, my wife's. <laughs> <laughs> how many? How many wives? My in-laws <laughs> live. Yeah, I only have one wife. Oh, that's um, good. But uh, we stayed kind of in a, like, I think it was like a Venmo or Airbnb house or something like that. Probably Airbnb. Yeah, Airbnb. Venmo, I think, is a a means of (laughs) transacting money. (laughs) (laughs) that sounds, yeah. As far as I know, they're not in the (laughs) house rentals. I guess you use your Venmo to pay for your... Airbnb. Airbnb. Yeah. Or VR. <laughs> that's what you're probably thinking of VRBO, which I'm not sure what that stands oh, yeah. for, but Burbo that's another. Like that. Yeah, Airbnb yeah, option. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we were we went there and it was super nice because you're there's tons of rolling hills, all the fall colors, and and uh, we were kind of near a forest and there was a pond and so it's really nice and my fit seven. That is part of my fit segment, but also we I took both my daughters out on a boat, um, a little paddle. No, it wasn't a paddle boat. It was a what do you just just a regular Canoe boat with or oars? Rowboat or a rowboat. Yeah, that's a rowboat. It. Yeah. rowboat. Those technical terms. Um, <laughs> 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 went out on a rowboat. Um, took a Naya first, and it was it was a little bit more challenging than I would have thought. It was kind of a windyish day. Um, so it would have been nice to have Jesus there to calm the storms. But, Ooh, uh, intense, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's foreshadowing. Right, man. right, exactly. Um, but I was able to push through it, and then uh, and McKenna wanted to get on. and um, So that was it was fun. And it's a little scary, too, because I don't know how to swim. I did have a life jacket on, so I felt confident in the people around me knew how to swim. So if I fell in, I'm sure someone would have saved me, I hope, and, and my kids, because none of us can swim so <laughs> em- emily can swim though oh that's good hopefully so. she can haul all three of you <laughs> right, back to exactly the yeah exactly well my brother-in-law was a lifeguard actually both no all three of my brother-in-laws were lifeguards so i was wow in good hands there um isn't that state farms in good hands i think Maybe. that's all state? all state You're yeah in good hands we are not state. sponsored by any all state or state farm yes so we didn't know. just blunder <laughs> our way through right, exactly. offending our sponsorship yes um yeah so that's my uh my fit segment so paul do you want to lead off the first top five historical moments um are you uh prepped and ready for that yeah i suppose i can do that um so this was actually more difficult than I thought it would be uh, when Stephen and I first considered the idea of doing this topic. We, we thought we would have so many uh, that we would want to mention that um, we would have a hard time narrowing it down. Uh, the truth is, it was really easy to come up with moments in, in Scripture that we would want to be present at. For me, it was a lot harder when it comes to just historical moments from uh, human, human history in general. And a uh, few of the, the reasons. One is, I think uh, Stephen mentioned this as well when we were chatting, that we know a lot of um, 
important historical people and maybe periods and, and times in history, but to uh, hone in on one particular moment <clears throat> is more difficult than you would think. Uh, you know, for example, um, Abraham Lincoln might have been a, a swell guy and a great president and, and uh, one of the best leaders in, in history, in the opinion of many people, but that uh, doesn't necessarily mean there's any one particular moment in his life um, that, uh, you know, was uh, was more tantalizing <laughs> than the rest. That, uh, you know, to sit around and watch him write letters or uh, prepare his speeches, you know, and, and I'm like sure there were some interesting moments. Right, the Gettysburg Address. Yeah, like yeah, so that, that would have been a good one with the yeah. Emancipation Proclamation. Right. <clears throat> but, you know, it's still, at the end of the day, it's, it's a speech and uh, would have been interesting, but uh, compared to some of the moments in, in Scripture that we're going to cover, it just felt like it uh, wasn't quite up to par. So, uh, so that was an issue. The other issue I encountered was uh, so many of the most uh, memorable moments and uh, times in human history have been uh, around war and, and uh, moments of destruction and, and human peril and uh, just... Uh, starting to think back through those those incredible uh moments in in history that are in the you know history textbooks and we learn about and you know yeah they they are uh, incredible to learn about um lots of fascinating facts and such but to to be present uh for some of those seems actually more horrifying than uh, exciting so <clears throat> took that into account as well. Um, doesn't mean that there's nothing to that uh, of that nature on the list, but uh, that was also an uh, unexpected um, issue that uh, I ran into. But uh, all that being said, here are here are the ones that I came up with. Um, I'll give you the ones that I um, narrowed in on first, and then we'll throw some honorable mentions in. Honorable mentions in at the end. Uh, so. My first was uh, the Trojan horse. So I don't uh, remember all the details of the battle, but I, I know the concept of the Trojan horse when uh, the soldiers were hidden inside of this wooden uh, horse, which is depicted in a, uh, a um, scene from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, by the way, just to put a little plug in for that. But... But uh, they're hiding inside this horse that is given as a, a, a gift, at least that's the uh, understanding, and it's wheeled inside the fortress, inside the city walls, and then the, the soldiers climb out, and, um, and you know from within the walls of the city, they make quick work of their enemies. So I thought that would be a fascinating um, moment to partake in. The second one was the... Um, the Kitty Hawk and the Wright brothers and the first flight, uh, obviously compared to the flights uh, that we see in the planes that go by overhead nowadays, um, it, it was not uh, at all impressive. But knowing that all throughout history, the concept of man leaving the ground and sustaining uh, him or herself in the air was um, unheard of, uh, that they broke through that, that barrier here in this moment uh, would have been quite a an event to witness. So uh, seeing the Wright brothers make that first sustained flight that I, I don't think was more than, I can't remember, I'll just throw out like 15 seconds. It was it was not a, a lengthy flight, um, but it would have been quite a, a thing to see. The third thing I, I uh, jotted down was the uh, destruction of Rome 
and the burning of Rome under Emperor Nero. Uh, Steven's giving me a weird look. <laughs> Why would I want but, um, but, you know, if, if you're familiar with the story at all, a lot of, um, a lot of skeptics or, or theorists uh, picture Nero because he was, uh, I think, quite legally insane in many different ways. Uh, playing wasn't he's isn't he pictured as kind of playing the violin uh, on the rooftop of some uh, building while the city of Rome burned around him and, and maybe even um, responsible for the destruction of the city himself uh, at the very least did nothing to react to it and of course it was the, the Christians that were later blamed for having set the city on fire hopefully I'm getting my facts right but uh would have been would have been interesting to to be a fly on uh, the the wall of a Roman building <laughs> watching all of this play out uh, just to see the, the truth of it. And next, I, I put the construction of the pyramids. So uh, of course we all know that uh, they are one of the wonders of, of the ancient world, and um, there's a lot of theories out there as to how with so few tools. Uh, and technology, no technology whatsoever, and, and um, the engineering uh, knowledge that we have now not available to them. They clearly still figured out a way to uh, construct some of these, uh, the most incredible structures the world has ever known. So to be able to witness that, I think, would be fascinating. Um, and then my, my fifth one. So Stephen and I both mentioned that we, you know, so many moments in, in World War II and, um, you know, around the, the Holocaust and such <coughs> would have uh, just, you know, moment as as far as moments in history go, uh, there's few more epic than than uh, that, that event as a whole and the different elements within. Uh, of course, as I mentioned earlier, um, being in the midst of, you know, one of the battles, uh, being, you know, on the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, um, you know, or, or any of the other places <laughs> where people are getting uh, horrifically shot down and, and killed or Jews are, are being rounded up and and uh, just horrifically murdered is, is not something I would desire to be a part of or, or witness, um, even though, you know, experiencing and witnessing something like that would, would imprint uh, on your mind and your heart such a way you would be transformed um, and, and something good might come of it. But um, long story short, I, I, I still was drawn to that period in history. And, and so the, the best I could come up with was the moment in which the Allied forces were able to break through and uh, claim victory and eventually reach um, the concentration concentration camps and and uh, of course the the one that uh, most people are familiar with is is Auschwitz so I'm imagining the the allied forces coming into Auschwitz and recognizing that the the survivors there maybe had not the health or the energy or or the uh, emotional um, willpower to to know how to celebrate you know I, I think there was probably so much shock and so much life had been drained out of them. I'm not sure if it's the jubilation that we picture uh, that it would have been and on the outside looking in, but uh, just witnessing all the, the emotional uh, dynamics involved in, in that moment um, and just witnessing that I think would have been something incredible. So that's my, uh, that's my five rundown. I got, I got a few more, um, Honorable mentions, but we'll let Stephen touch on his first. And yeah, let me. Uh, <coughs> I have five here. Um, there are some crossover moments here, and I agree with Paul too. It's a little bit harder 
then what I realized to come up with um, historical moments, especially I feel like a lot of moments happen over a phase, over a period of time instead of just one particular moment. And even if it's one particular moment, like a peace treaty or whatever, there's many things that led to that moment um, to make it significant. Um, so my top five are, well, I guess not all in the same ranking order, but um, one would be uh, I have listening to a sermon from Martin Luther King Jr. or even just being at the speech. Um, I have a dream speech, which also think make, which also makes me think that when people were, I'm sure people knew like this was a huge moment them marching on Washington, but I don't know if they would have known like how significant his speech would have been. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. sometimes you don't know the significance of history being made until years later, and then you you see how significant that moment was. So that's one. Uh, another one, is similar to Paul, is building the pyramids. Really curious about how they did that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was aliens, but I'm not exactly <laughs> sure yet. <laughs> so, no, but uh, that that would be incredible to see um, for sure. Um, another one would be Walking with Dinosaurs. Um, I know it sounds like a Hallmark movie. Um, <laughs> a Hallmark movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, is there a love story <laughs> built in there? I, I mean, I could well, see a movie, well, but not a Hallmark. Not, movie. Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, walking with dinosaurs. I think it'd be cool just to see uh, to see them at all. I mean, to see how they really looked, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's a whole lot to see with dinosaurs. Uh, another one will be the hydrogen bomb test. And I know this is a little weird, but um, just the stories of people who witnessed. So the hydrogen bomb test is, is the most powerful weapon that humans have ever created. Um, they said the explosion, the lights were as bright as the sun, the explosions and, and the sound coming from it was just unimaginable. And they said it was just unbelievable experience um, to see it. Even though they weren't that close, it just... Obviously, they weren't that close because they lived to share the tale. Um, but witnessing that would be would be incredible. Um, and then the last one I have is landing on the moon. Um, I think that would be really awesome to see Earth from the moon and to just be in a place with less gravity and to just just be away from the Earth. It'd just be obviously be an incredible experience. Um, it'd be it's one of the most probably the most incredible space experience until we um, land on Mars someday. So, yeah, I think that's that's all mine. Excellent. Did you have any uh, honorable mentions? or? Uh, I did not really for the historical moments. Um, I mean, I I thought of, like, the Wright brothers was one of them. Yeah. um, Flying with them. Um, Different moments in World War II. Um, But, yeah, I, I... it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick. I mean, I guess Gettysburg Address by um, Lincoln signing a Declaration of Independence would be interesting. Mm. Um, then I thought of some like I don't know church moments like the ref like nailing on the theses. The ninety five theses. Yeah, yeah. The Martin Luther. Right. <laughs> hopefully it was. <laughs> hopefully that wasn't a misprint. <laughs> history yeah yeah i don't think martin luther was that type of guy no i don't think so (laughs) yeah yeah that i was yeah my my mind go went to all sorts of different 
places trying to come up with with the right moments to record and i thought through and just trying to go through history and and sequence (laughs) you know uh kind of era by era and then trying to think of important um religious moments or church moments and yeah i mean there are so many incredible ones i guess to speak of but just hard to really zero in on on a top five uh yeah the other ones i I jotted down that I uh, didn't quite rank up with the the five that I listed. One was um, also the dinosaurs. I, I think uh, I I was um, focusing, I guess, on being present when the uh, whether it was a meteor or whatever it was that destroyed yeah. the dinosaurs, being able to witness that that moment and know uh, finally what the answer was to to what happened to the dinosaurs, right. but. It would be great if I could hang out for you know a couple hours before that and just wander around and it's kind of like uh, hanging out in Jurassic Park, you know, like open yeah. world experience. You just right. get to wander around and and check out. Like today, we get excited spotting a white-tailed deer, you know, at the edge <laughs> of the woods. So, right. uh, so that would be pretty incredible. Right. I also thought uh, the first. I, I didn't take the time to look this up, but I wonder if it was Copernicus or who was the first. Um, I guess astronomer to to be able to create a, a device, a tool that allowed them to see into outer space, and I think that moment of <laughs> discovering that um, that the stars, the starry sky, you look up and see every night, uh, that you could see that uh, kind of magnified and, and recognize um, that uh, there's some beautiful, beautiful things up there and uh, just that whole another layer of God's creation that we often take for granted because we live within the the atmosphere of one of the planets and don't have that perspective um, available to us all the time. I jotted down the the Titanic as well. Um, (laughs) Steven thought that that was a little uh, weird and it's probably, I suppose, a little little out there, but um, uh, I guess uh, throughout my life I've uh, studied a lot of history stuff, and for whatever reason people are fascinated by the Titanic, and it's probably the fact uh, that it wasn't wasn't uh, believed to be destructible. They thought it was an invincible ship, and the fact that there were so many rich and famous people on board that uh, went down with the ship. Obviously it rocked uh, the world when it happened, and um, you know, I visited places um, not too long ago in Canada where uh, small towns sent uh, rescuers out in, in uh, boats to try and pull in the survivors. You know, I've been to a Titanic Museum in, in the Smoky Mountains area that was just phenomenal. So all my exposure to <laughs> Titanic uh, history would make it a, a neat experience, I guess, for me. And then uh, finally, yeah, I, oh, I also jotted down just to, uh, of course, for MLK, the the I Have a Dream speech um, is the first thing that pops uh, into our minds. Um, but uh, a lot of people kind of lost appreciation for the fact that he was a uh, a pastor. He was a reverend, and uh, <clears throat> just witnessing any of those moments in which he was uh, bringing the word of God would be pretty powerful. Um, so my mind went to I Have a Dream first because that's the one I know best, but. Uh, um yeah steven and i were chatting about that and and just any moment uh that uh, he was in his preaching mode and and doing his thing i think would be pretty incredible so we ready to shift gears uh head to bible world world. yeah bible world do you you want to 
I guess the one moment I would say too is when uh, Luke Skywalker saved Earth by shooting down the Death Star would be another historical moment that I would love to see. But Paul didn't find that funny. <laughs> Hopefully <laughs> everyone out there can be laughing um, because that's not historical, just in case you didn't. Oh, know. really? <laughs> Well, thanks for Paul's a Star Trek guy, so he probably is uh, yeah, all upset. He's uh, both uh, he's offended and yeah. befuddled by what <laughs> you just <laughs> said. <laughs> so many different levels. Right. No, yeah, I, I was going to mention that moment, too. Oh, but yeah. If I had to pick one, though, it, it would have been uh, Spock giving up his <laughs> life, you know, in the uh, the chamber when he had to rescue oh, the yeah. Enterprise. Yeah, the chamber, right. He gave yeah, his own um, life. Um, right. And his final words to Captain Kirk <laughs> on his way out. Yeah, but uh, you know, I didn't think other people would yeah. see those as truly historical. Nope. Maybe hysterical, maybe. But yeah, 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 definitely hysterical. <laughs> All right, I I can start off with my Bible ones here, and then then we'll lead off into yours. Um, let's see. I mean, there's just a lot in the Bible uh, to choose from. So it's kind of every moment has its significance. But I guess the first two would be Jesus' death and then Jesus' resurrection. So just being there, I mean, super sad to see, would be super sad and hard to take to see Jesus being killed and beaten. Um, But obviously that was probably one of the most significant moments in history. And his resurrection, probably the most significant moment because it's, Jesus is alive and just to witness to see him as a gardener and be confused like who is he and then you know he says your name and just be incredible to witness all all that all that took place um, between the disciples and um, the next I have is Moses in the burning bush so just be incredible to hear the voice of God speaking to Moses and saying I am who I am and all those significant moments that started the journey of Moses and then Moses and the ten plagues would be kind of cool to see <laughs> tons of frogs and flies and and sores and water turning to blood and darkness and I mean all the plagues would be incredible just to witness and and see and that's kind of goes back to what we talked about it's hard to pick a historical moment because it happened mm-hmm. over that's actually a really good question I don't know how many how long was that 10 plague period? Was it mm. like a two year period, three year period? And like, did it happen in a week? Well, a week is seven days. Did it happen in <laughs> a week and a half? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, like it, one a day. One, yeah. One a day. I yeah. Which I, was, I doubt it was one a day because the scripture doesn't kind of place it that way. There's some time that passed, but there's some irony in that question though, because I've heard this theory before that the, Ten plagues somehow connect back to the days of creation, yeah. and that they are uh, demonstrating God's mastery over creation right. in the same right. way that He He created it uh, initially. You right. know, by wielding the forces of nature in those ways. Right. So, uh, and people argue about what, you know what, how long creation took too. So right. why not argue about how long right. the plagues took? Right. I've also heard that the plagues represent in some way was God um, was saying I have the real power over the Egyptian gods mm. like crushing yeah. each Egyptian god with each one plague. by one yeah yeah, yeah um, I've heard that too um, and then the next moment I have it, well 
Paul kind of stole the thunder is creation. <laughs> so again, I don't know. <laughs> it's like it's over thousands of years, seven days, you know, even if seven, it's not like one moment, um, but just to see God create everything would be incredible. So mm. those are, are my top five. And then um, I'll go real quick through some honorable mentions. David Goliath, David Goliath, <laughs> David and Goliath, Jesus feeding the 5,000, especially because I don't, everyone, like, how did he multiply the food? We don't, it just kind of happened. I'm just curious what happened. Exactly. Um, Daniel and the fiery furnace would be cool. Uh, Jesus walking on water and calming the storm. So Paul and I had this big debate <laughs> over, did Jesus walk on water and calm the storm in one instance? And um, he did. Well, 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 there's a calming the storm story. And then there's Jesus. When Peter walks out with Jesus, he sees the winds and the waves and they're crashing. It's a boat. And I'm sure there's lightning and all this other stuff. I'm sure it just yeah. doesn't say the word storm, but storm is obviously applied in the scripture. It's, it's pretty evident. Um, so. It's a windy day. It's, a, <laughs> it's just, a, just a little breezy. That's all it says uh, <laughs> in the, the passage. So I would love to see that. Um, and then Noah and the flood, just to see um, the size of the boat, see how much it matches up to the ark, because we went to the ark this the summer. The ark encounter, yeah. The ark encounter, yeah. Um, but to see the earth is all flooded and what the ark would be like. So Wow. Yeah. That's good stuff. I th- once again, there's definitely some overlap here. Um, so in, in, in no particular order, my five are, are these um, – one well uh scratch that i think first and foremost um would be witnessing creation for me i i uh recall from the chronicles of narnia c.s lewis is uh, one of those books and he's like singing creation yeah yeah aslan the the lion is like singing creation into existence and just the the, the description of of how he does it uh, beauty within is just astounding so um i don't know uh what it looked like when god did it um nobody was there to watch but but uh, i have to imagine it would have been the most breathtaking uh thing to to witness um in all of history no matter uh biblical or non-biblical um it would have been amazing so i hope there's a way you know maybe they have uh like uh (laughs) Uh, a, a, what do they call it? One of those um, uh, virtual reality experiences when we get to heaven, to heaven yeah. that uh, can be like, you know, go through this door and you get to witness <laughs> creation all over again. So I hope that's a uh, uh, that's a thing. If it's not, I'll start praying for it. And yeah. by the time we get there, they'll have that set up. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just would be unbelievable. Um, secondly. Uh, I put the, the story of Elijah um, going up against the prophets of, of Baal um, on the mountaintop and uh, calling down fire from heaven and uh, with uh, all of the, the many hundreds of prophets uh, opposing him and all the people looking on, uh, God faithfully uh, stepping in and and uh, showing his, his presence and power on behalf of Elijah uh, while the gods of Baal are completely silent, and Elijah starts mocking uh, them, saying, "Where are your gods? They must be taking a potty break." Uh, <laughs> it's one of the coolest lines in in all the scripture. Um, so to witness that 
And uh, as a as a quick aside, the the story or yeah, the the moments that I chose for the biblical history, you know, your mind goes immediately to the the miracles, those supernatural events, uh, because they just defy science and reason, and and so seeing them is is just otherworldly, uh, and and of course I incorporated those into mine, but I wanted to also make sure that the events that I chose had some sort of uh, a spiritual or emotional significance to them because I think those two together uh, have the, the greatest impact, not just witnessing something crazy happening with nature, but it happening for a reason uh, that, that would be transformative for those partaking in it. So I see the the story of Elijah and the prophets of Baal as, as one of those uh, creation, obviously. And then uh, the next one I chose was the the uh, passage about Jehoshaphat and um, the people of Israel going into battle when the, the enemy is uh, approaching and Jehoshaphat and his people are are uh, you know seemingly caught off guard but God tells them to go out and Jehoshaphat by the way is one of the few faithful kings that reigned during his time period and, and God was with him with the people and instead of going out and fighting the battle they they literally marched out to battle singing and praising God uh, with the instrumentalists leading the way. And, uh, you know, when they got out there, they, they didn't even have to, to wield a, a weapon of any sort. God just confused to the opposing army as they're sitting there singing and praising. And, and they turned against one another and destroyed themselves. Uh, so I think just... <laughs> The uh, how bizarre that would have been and, and beautiful and horrible all at the same time. I just uh, imagine that would have been quite a sight to behold. Um, and then that, that story of the calming of the storm that uh, is not at all related to the time that, that <laughs> yeah. Jesus walked on water. Um, but, uh, you know, it would have been great to catch those kind of a two-for-one deal. So but you act like you can't, he, like he couldn't do both at the same time. Oh, I get, God could have done anything <laughs> uh, he wanted to, but, you know, that's not how the, the Bible <laughs> records yeah. it. So, <laughs> uh, no, but uh, quite seriously, my, my entire life, I suppose, or as far back as I can remember, that's the one story uh, from the New Testament of uh, Jesus and his disciples that I'm most drawn to because I think it, it relates so beautifully to our lives. And um, I've often envisioned myself in the boat and whatever it is in my life that's uh, falling apart, crumbling, that I'm afraid of, uh, anxious about, imagining Jesus there in the boat with me, but he's fast asleep. As uh, the story goes, he's fast asleep on a cushion and the back of the boat and uh, i think everything's falling apart and and then i start getting frustrated like why is jesus just snoozing through all of this and and then jesus wakes up and he he looks at me and says you have little faith you know why why are you worried i'm, I'm right here uh we got to cover it everything's going to be okay he calms the storm and uh, everything is still and life life goes on so just that that story so powerful and he falls back asleep is that kind of how it is Probably, or, or maybe in your in your uh, version, he gets out and starts prancing on the waves. <laughs> he calls Peter out in the water. I would love to be there yeah, to walk on the water would. with Peter. Ooh, and then uh, that's true. And then he sinks. I keep going, and then <laughs> <laughs> we get back in the boat, and then Jesus calms the storm. 
Be right. What? Well, that would be that would be sweet if all of that could come together. Right. Although you got me thinking now, if we're doing this, we're time traveling. So <laughs> what happens? Are you changing history by getting out there? And like, does Peter not become who well, he was going to become because he watches somebody else succeed where he failed? And, like, we have to be careful of those. The biblical things. writers just write me out of the story. Yeah, they'll just write me out of the story, but it'll be okay. I, I know I w- would have been there, and um, you had your experience. And, you know, yeah, and I was still star in The Chosen, so 
<laughs> it's starring the chosen. Is that is that what you want to start listing as one of yours? I wish I could go back and join the cast of the chosen yeah, for yeah, the first exactly. two seasons. Um, all right, uh, enough of that. So my last one is the the crucifixion, and of course, on the surface, everybody uh, maybe wonders why you would want to be present for that and I, to be quite honest I would want to be present be not you know in spite of but because of how horrific uh, of a, a scene it would have been uh, because I know you know often I've, I've wished um, or I've thought that if, if I had been present at the crucifixion there's no way I, I would have then gone through the rest of my life without having been completely changed and uh, haven't been able to muster the faith and the strength to do anything God asked of me after uh, literally standing there watching him give his life in such a horrible way on my behalf. So um, I think the the experience would be so um, so crushing yet so inspiring and so transformative that uh, I, I couldn't help but go away changed. So that's uh, why I, I would choose to um, be present in that moment and, and have uh, all the experiences that other people had uh, be a part of that, you know, with Jesus exchanging words with the thief on the cross and, and John and his mother down below and just seeing all of that take place and, and knowing that I was right in the midst of that um, would have been would have been incredible. So uh, I think that's my top five. The honorable mentions I'll throw out. These are ones that would have made the cut, except that. Uh, um, they were more just kind of miracle based and or just supernatural, not as much of the um, heart wrenching, uh, heart tugging type content. Uh, but I also listed the ten plagues as Stephen did. I think there would be nothing more incredible than to to see frogs, uh, you know, locusts or whatever falling from the sky and, and uh, consuming the earth. And each of the plagues in, in their own right would have been something to behold. Uh, the the Israelites crossing the Red Sea, uh, what a powerful image that is. Uh, witnessing David uh, battle Goliath, um, the, the whole story, not just the moment of the battle, but everything building up to it, uh, just a, an incredible, um, it's one of those David versus Goliath type moments, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, I, I wanted to know how accurate VeggieTales really was with the, oh, with yeah. the telling of the story. Right. So. Right, yeah. yeah, you could get to the bottom of that. See, <laughs> sit down with Phil Vischer, that's his name, <laughs> right? right? Tell him, yeah. hey, you got it all wrong. Yeah, they weren't vegetables. Yeah, you know. but uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a reason everybody calls it. You know, when uh, uh, underdog goes up against a clear favorite, like the Guardians v Yankees, right? Yeah. They call it a David versus Goliath thing because David versus Goliath set the the tone for that, and uh, uh, you know, it's that powerful of a story. Um, watching Jesus call Lazarus forth from the tomb and knowing how emotionally in involved Jesus was in, in that moment, I think would have been uh, powerful as well. And then finally, um, just uh, Stephen already mentioned this, but uh, Noah's Ark, getting to kind of wander around on Noah's Ark. Um, hopefully they had nose plugs back then, but... <laughs> Uh, just uh, getting to kind of check in on, you know, every species that <laughs> existed all at once and, and seeing how it all worked on this uh, ship would have been unbelievable. So uh, that's that's our uh, top five in each category. Maybe if you want to shoot us a, 
a comment, uh, let us know what we missed or what would have been important to you. Right. And, uh, and we'd love to hear uh, your thoughts on it. But I uh, hope you enjoy this kind of uh, laid back, more um, fun and entertaining. I don't know about more entertaining, <laughs> but <laughs> more, more lighthearted uh, approach to this episode. We'll be back uh, with you soon. Um, we're just looking around the corner almost to the, the Advent season. And, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, have some content related to that. Uh, but all sorts of good stuff yet to come. So uh, we hope you're well. You're enjoying the, the fall season. We hope to see you in the church. Um, and uh, we hope that you're staying connected somehow, some way, even if you're live streaming. But we sure would love to, to connect with you in person. So hopefully we'll see you 